Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday. We're getting the wisdom today from Chris Sims. Cannot wait to pick. Chris's brain about both the veteran and the rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. Chris, of course, all over everything NBC does, including including PFT Live. We'll get to Chris momentarily. If you're missing Andrew Brandt this week, certainly check out the Business of Sports podcast. We are, of course, always presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. We'll have a Spread the Word winner, a sponsor confirmation email winner, and a YouTube shout-out winner. All three winners will be announced tomorrow with Greg Cosell. So you know the drill. You know how to spread the word via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. You know how to take advantage of any of our sponsors. And the YouTube's the easiest thing ever, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Subscribe, comment, and I'll give you a cameo-style shout-out. One of you at least. You probably get Cameo-style shout-outs from Chris Sims. He's probably on Cameo. Uh, He's one of the best analysts in the business. He is today's Big Show. The Big Show. Kind of hard to believe, Chris, that I haven't gotten you on the show before, to my knowledge at least, especially since you're killing it with your un... I I love the name of your show, dude. Unbuttoned. Love it. Love it. Thanks a lot, man. No, I mean, we're overdue on kind of getting together here and talking. I know we tried, I think, last football season at some point, and I think I kind of flaked out on you and didn't answer a few text messages, just overwhelmed. So I'm sorry about that. Um, But, yeah, you know me. I like to button my button to the top here. Even where I'm wearing my hoodie, I got a collared shirt underneath. But, man, you get me on that podcast, I unbutton my mouth, and who knows what I might say. Uh, But uh, thanks for giving the little shout-out. I appreciate that, Ross. Yeah, no, of course, and uh, I gotta. I, I will just reveal this. Chris got back on my radar screen again this week because he texted me while I was doing the Patriots Eagles game the other night, which I really appreciated the kind words, Chris. That was that meant a lot. Oh man, Ross, you know, first off, I've always admired you. You're a great dude. Uh, I like listening to what you got to say about football. You got a real feel for the game, and really, honestly, I didn't know you were that freaking funny. 
you made me laugh a bunch of times during the game with the things you said and whatever else, but you did a great job of covering all the nuance of the game. Uh, I certainly learned a few things about the Eagles and the Patriots. And then, you know, you with your joke, man, your jokes, I mean, you really did. So I felt like, man, I got to reach out to Ross. It's been a long time since I talked to him. Let me tell him what a, what a good job he's doing. Uh, really appreciate it. It, it. it really is crazy because I got a lot of text messages. You know, I think I saw somewhere it was like the second highest rated preseason game in like three years or something. I don't know. Because Sean O'Hara was texting me. Like, I can't even tell you all the people that were texting me um, during the game. And and you can appreciate this. I don't know if you've ever done preseason games, Chris. But, like, I am doing the Philadelphia Eagles broadcast. Like, the Philadelphia Eagles telecast. That's who's paying me. The right. microphone says Eagles. So, it's so <laughs> funny because the first game I did, they played the Steelers. So, like, in central Pennsylvania, you're still getting the Eagles broadcast. Right, but there's a lot of Steelers fans. Yeah, so they're like, dude, you're so biased. Like, what are you on the Eagles payroll? I was like, literally, yes, yes. ah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They are paying me to do this job, <laughs> no doubt. I that you know what though, that's what I enjoy about the preseason. Uh, you know, because you're gonna have nuggets that I don't care the national media might not have or anything like that because you're getting to be around the Eagles. You're getting to hear some of the rumors within the organization or getting a feel for the team and i i do appreciate that and uh yeah i do get a chuckle at sign of the kind of the homerness of the uh the the broadcast in some of these preseason games yeah honestly man it was like 35 nothing the eagle jalen hurts like gets sick right before oh, the game the eagles didn't play their starting right. o-line or d-line like I was like, I got to make this entertaining somehow, you know. Like I'm you did, just, you did a great I, job. You did. You played w really well with your uh, your your co-host there. I'm blanking on his name. The one of the greatest voices in all of sports media. Yeah, uh, Scott Graham. Scott Graham. Oh my yeah. gosh, amazing! So you guys had some fun with. Is the, what, what were you doing? The, he's a dude uh, or just a guy? I, you had me laughing with all that stuff too. <laughs> you know what's funny too about the dude or guy thing? Because I got some people who are like that was awkward. That was terrible. You know what I didn't explain well enough that I should have? And this is the truth, and you know this. If you talk to coaches, NFL coaches a little bit, but absolutely college coaches, when they're describing a young player or even a, a guy on the other team that they think sure. is good, they don't say, he's a really good player. They're like, he's a guy now. He's a guy. Yeah. Or like, yeah. he's a dude. Like, they literally say guy or dude when they're describing a set college football coach, I don't know why that's what college football coaches say, but that's what they say. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's definitely a, a term that I, uh, I hear it a lot, you know, and I'm not necessarily in the college world, but man, I got a lot of coach friends in the NFL who, who say the same type of phrases all the time. So no, I, I think that was good little nuance, like throwing that out there because I don't think fans really realize how coaches and, the locker room talks sometimes there's almost their own own language you know being around football what words words got double meanings and things like that so um i want to get into your quarterback rankings and i want to get into your quarterback rank and i know they came out a while ago and i know they always generate a lot of attention yeah i'll say this by the way um i think there are people that believe that you do the quarterback rankings you know your rankings are never what the consensus are right. seem to be yeah. And I think people think you do that on purpose. I, I really don't think you do. I mean, I really think you put the time in and 
That's what you think. And by the way, I think people would be surprised if they saw NFL coaches quarterback rankings going into a draft right. for the rookies or even the veteran ones if they really had to sit down and do it. No, I know. Well, listen, it frustrates me, that element. I'm not going to lie. I mean, people think like I'm trying to get clicks or a shock jock. Like, no, I like being right more than anything, okay? I mean, yeah, I got aspirations to be in this business for a long time. You know, I do even think about being in a front office in the NFL at some point, maybe down the road and things like that. So I'm not here to just say stupid crap and then just to, to get clicks and all that. No. No, I'm absolutely not. I know I don't see it eye to eye with the consensus, but I'd also like to say to the consensus, like, hey, I, I, I'd like to say I got a more nuanced eye than the consensus. I'm sorry. Yeah, I grew up around it. The first catch I had in my life was with Phil Sims. He was kind of a good quarterback. Okay, so I saw him. I've caught him passes and seen in person from John Elway to Brett Favre to Dan Marino, Tom Brady, of course, played. So I'm trying to really just – inform people, you know, and, and and that drives me crazy. Listen, I'm not a shock jock or anything like that. I had Kyler Murray as the number one quarterback. I had Joe Burrow as the number one quarterback. I also had Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson very high and Patrick Mahomes very high. Was I shock jocking then? No, I was more about, can I swear on this thing? Am I allowed to swear? Because uh, You can. We don't often, but you can. Okay, fine. No, well, I just want to be effing right. That's what I'm looking <laughs> to do, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> So, you know what's funny, Chris? Um, you know, anybody that does any type of list, and I do it for the offensive line, they always have inherent biases, right? It's like, of course. this is literally the only thing I remember from Princeton, which is that you always have to take into account the perspective of the person that is doing the writing or making the list or whatever, okay? And I will admit right now, I am biased towards mean offensive linemen. I, I am biased towards offensive linemen that play really hard. Like, sure. I love Ryan Jensen from the Bucks. I'm obsessed with that dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he might not be the Killer. best center in the NFL, right. but I think that that stuff makes a difference. I think that wears on defenses over time. Great. I think it invigorates an offense. Here's where I think your bias is, and I don't think yeah. it's necessarily a negative one. Yeah. And frankly, it's proven to be successful. I think you are skewed towards natural physical ability at the position, in particular, how well the guy throws the ball. And I know people are like listening and being like, Ross, he's talking about quarterbacks. But I think more than other people, like when I see like where you had Kellen Mond or when I see like where you have Tom Brady, like you put a real premium on – how well the guy can throw the ball. It's like why you love Aaron Rodgers so much. Fair or unfair? Well, no, I think it's fair to say that 100%, but I think I can also back it up with results to go. That's a really important trait. I mean, I don't know. You know, again, John Elway, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, you know, when you have that great arm and things like that, it opens up the offense. First off, you can make throws with the normal plays that the other guys can't. And then the other element that people miss is you can start to draw up plays as an offensive coordinator and go, wait, I had this other guy who's really smart and does everything else well, but he can't make that play or that throw physically. So I probably do to a degree. I try not to let it sway me too much. I really don't. I understand playing the position and doing all those things. You know, Brady, hey, I think Brady's way more physically talented than people ever give him credit for. 
I mean, I've been around Brady my whole life since he was young in the NFL. I worked there in New England. His arm is way more powerful than people give it credit for. It might not be one of the five greatest arms in the history of football, like Rodgers, Marino, Favre, Elway, that kind of group. But it's the next class down. I mean, the guy can still throw at 70 yards. They throw the ball outside the numbers and do all those things. You know, so yes, I do put value into that pure ability. I mean, right now, when you look at the best quarterbacks in the sport, right? I, I don't know. Rodgers, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Josh Allen. You know, it's it's pure ability, and they're not stupid to go along with it. It's not like the old days where it's just like a guy was like, he could throw it hard, but he's an idiot. He can't make a decision. They can do all the quarterback stuff, too. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm not going to argue too much with you that I, I do feel that way. Yes. The other bias I think you have. Sure. Is, uh, and this is fun, by the way. Uh, yeah. The other bias I think you have, and right. I'm going to reference back to Brady because I've heard you talk about Brady. And, by the way, I played with Brady in 05 and 06 in New England. Yeah. So I'm sure I have a bias towards him because I really like the guy personally, and I think – that there's a lot of intrinsic value that he brings sure. to a team that I think, frankly, Belichick undervalued. And I can get into that a little bit later. I actually wrote a story about that. I feel like, and this is not your fault, but anybody I've ever spoken to that coached in New England, yeah, every one of them – privately mainly, but a little bit publicly at times, and you're the only one that's like really public, you kind of you kind of diminish Brady a little bit. You kind of like again I think it's probably hard because you were there and you saw everything they did schematically to get guys open. Like Chris, they were the first people when I was playing, you know, I was blown away with the whole redeclaring the mic sure. and all the things they did. You know, when I was, you know, my, I was 01 to 08, right? So a couple right. years before you, when I was, you know, the center used to do everything. And if they brought four a week, you were throwing hot. Like this yeah. is what you did. Right. In, in New England, Brady's redeclaring the mic. We're picking it up. He's throwing deep against one-on-one. Like it was just, and by the way, after that, I went to Washington after that. We had Jason Campbell and they were still just throwing hot off that. I said, well, I know, know we but that's, but See, Ross, but that's not a Jason Campbell-Brady thing. Again, that's you're giving credit to Brady for the way he was coached by the New England Patriots. you know. And you're also giving like the leadership and all those things that were all brought up by the Patriot coaches. Like We didn't hear that stuff in Michigan. They weren't like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest leader ever. He was formed into that. So that's where I argue against that a little bit. Brady's awesome. I know I look like I'm the biggest Brady hater in the world. I get it. Yeah, he took the air out of the football. That's the first thing that always pisses me off about Brady. The second thing is I get it that he's he's amazing, the GOAT and all those type of things. Do I think he's the best quarterback to ever play? No, I don't. I think he's one of the top five. I think if Aaron Rodgers was in New England, they would have won 10 Super Bowls. That's just the way I feel. He's always been the benefactor of a coach and a scheme being ahead of the game and all of those type of things, changing offenses. And again, even with Brady, like people are mad at 43. I've made him the 10th best quarterback in football. Like Brady couldn't play in the Mahomes or Josh Allen or Russell Wilson offense. He couldn't run those offenses. They can run his offense in, in Tampa, though. Oh, you're going to protect me with an awesome offensive line and great weapons? I'm going to throw the ball? Like, yeah, that, I'm sorry. That's just the fact of the matter. 
So that's where I just get tired of Brady, 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 Brady when I want to go, man, he won three Super Bowls to start the career with really they did it with defense, run the game. He played the game the right way, and he was clutch as hell. He's the clutchest guy I've ever seen. I'll say that for sure. Then they changed their offense and got Wes Welker and Randy Moss and did all those things, let alone all the things they do on the Hall of Famers they got on the defensive side of the ball to go along with it. Offense kind of caught up. I mean, league caught up to that. Oh, let's get Gronk and Hernandez. Let's be a, a new cutting-edge double tight end team that everybody's going to catch on to. So he's had those benefactors. Too much get Brady gets too much of that credit, to my, in my opinion. Awesome. Awesome football player. I get it. There's no doubt about it. But, like, yeah, I just see it a little differently that way. He's been afforded advantages that I would go no quarterback has gotten that. And really, Ross, the stats will also say this to back me up. And I'm not a stat guy. I don't give a shit. But these two actually are real. Nobody's thrown to more open receivers in the history of football than Tom Brady. Nobody. You can go back as far as PFF looks. I have other coaches who have broken it down, and they'll tell you. Nobody. And he's also one of the most well-protected quarterbacks in the history of the sport as well. So he's had a lot of things help him to be as great as he is to go along with that. I know all the things you're saying. I'm in it. I do think, of course, he's towards the top of all-time great quarterbacks. I just think sometimes we go overboard with the praise and the things he does. He was the perfect fit for Tampa last year. They needed the polish and that guy, like you said, to lead and get everybody together and do those type of things. You know, but let's not forget the year before they were seven and nine with one of the worst years ever we've seen from a quarterback throwing 30 interceptions. It was a really good damn team and they gave him more support when he got there. So I know. See, now you're going to get everybody in New England to get all pissed off and hate on me again. But uh, I mean, that's just how I feel. I'm sorry. Well, really, it shouldn't be that way in New England anymore because you're you're singing the praises of the New England Patriots yeah, coaching yeah. staff and Belichick. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, look, you know, I've talked, I've heard guys talk uh, that coached up there, and they all feel that way. And it's probably hard not to if you're in those meetings and you see the schematic advantages, right? To feel like, hey, we're a we're a big part of this more than just yeah. Tom. So well, totally get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, two more things I got. Thing. Let me just say one more thing on that too. Like, yes, they're cutting edge game plans. Everything they do. I I was with Josh McDaniels in Denver. I it's the best offense in football. It's very complicated to like your point before with the mics and things like that. But once you get it, there's no schemes better, which has led to the most open receivers in the history of football. But like Ross. They they don't run they they never ran three step dropbacks because Brady couldn't do it and didn't feel comfortable about dropping that quick and throwing the ball. Bootlegs non-existent for a 19 year career in New England because Brady couldn't run outside the pocket to do bootlegs. Like so there like he's out of like half the offenses in football right there. And that's where I think people miss it. So again, I know he's great, but they always did a great job of formulating to his strengths and not you know, to his weaknesses. And that's where I think people lose it a little bit in translation. Dude, I never realized either one of those. I never even thought of no, it. Three they step don't run bootlegs no bootlegs or Right. That's, I would think Brady would be awesome at three-step. That really surprises me. Actually. I know, but if you look at his career in New England, it was very, very rare. It was very rare. He had some struggles with it early in his career, and they just said, the hell with it. He doesn't like it. He's not the best at it. He's better when he's just in the pocket and he can kind of see the plays develop more, and then he throws strikes and, and, and dices you up. All right, so you're the only person publicly 
<laughs> that had Zach Wilson ranked ahead of Trevor Lawrence, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting too much stock into the first two preseason games other than to say Zach Wilson looked pretty darn good. I got the Eagles and the Jets Friday night. I, I might even mention your name. What is it about Zach Wilson that you liked so much and that you've seen through the first two games that had you rank him number one? Right. Well, I, I, you know, again, I'll go back. The pure talent popped off the screen a little bit. I think that's the first thing. I mean, when you just talk about the quickness of the release, how powerful the ball is, the ability to throw the ball from different body positions, arm angles, all those type of things, you know, and, you know, I think it was in a little bit of a, had some pro schemes in by BYU that made me think, okay, he knows how to read the field and go through progressions like an NFL quarterback to a degree. And really for the way the NFL set up right now, He's just the perfect modern-day NFL quarterback. I saw a lot of those Rodgers-Mahomes-type qualities where, hey, if the guy's open, he'll hit him. But if nobody's open, he can kind of avoid trouble and extend plays and threaten you with the run if you keep dropping back. But if you come up, he's going to throw a 30-yard laser by you. And to me, that is playing quarterback in the NFL right now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm right either, but I think certainly through two preseason games, you and I can both agree he belongs. He was certainly worthy of that top five type of pick conversation. We'll see where it goes from here. Last question. Um, I don't know if you have a stock answer for this or not. Rookie quarterbacks, sit for a while, play right away, depends on the situation. Where do you stand on that? I'm I'm more generally the play them, get them out there. You know, you know, as you know, like it, at quarterback, it, it, it you can't really emulate like a real game situation at quarterback because guys aren't hitting you in practice or doing those things and ripping your head off. You know, and there, of course the fans aren't there, eighty thousand screaming fans and all those type of things. So I am one to go get them out there. Let them play. And especially the young quarterbacks we're seeing this day and age. I don't know if it's because of social media and they've done TikTok dances their whole life growing up, but none of them are scared of the big lights or anything like that. You know, so I I really, I almost across the board, um, as far as the quarterback situation, except for maybe Mac and Cam, just because that's a close one. And I don't know, Cam might have screwed it up. But I, I mean, the 49ers. Shanahan, uh, Trey Lance, he's raw, and he's a little scary with what you saw the other night. But I'm one to go play him, get him out there now. I think ultimately it'll be better for year two. And really, you might maximize your team this year to be more dangerous in the playoffs or anything like that. And, you know, last thing, Ross, people always go to like, well, look at what Mahomes did. You know, he sat a year and then he came back. Who's to say Mahomes wouldn't have tore it up as a rookie and done really good things? I mean, that's the other thing you got to remember. That was a good team he was on. They were the number two seed in the playoffs when he got drafted and all that. So I guess more times than not, I'm, I'm get them out there and get them used to playing in the league. So here's what you need to do now, because obviously yeah. this guy is a rock star. Check him out on social media at C Sims quarterback subscribe. I know a lot of you listen to other podcasts. Make sure you listen to unbutton with Chris. I mean, you guys know I take notes for the social media clips later. I have like six things I want to cut. Intern Casey's going to hate me when I tell her to cut all these clips for social media, but there was that much good stuff. It was awesome. Thank you, Chris. You're the man, Ross. Thanks for having me, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. You know who else is the man? Any one of you that are like me and you're a customer for keeps. I, I cannot say this any clearer. There are two FDA-approved medications 
for hair loss. Keeps can send both of them to your house. I used to have to go to the doctor to get a prescription for the pill. I used to have to either go to like Costco or go to the drugstore to get the topical solution. Now I do neither. Keep sends them right to my house. They save me time. They save me money. They save my hair. I mean, I, I should do the I should do my own logos for uh, keeps. I should do my own mottos. Save your time, save you money, save your hair. Keeps.com slash Ross. Save your time, save your hair, save your money. Keeps.com slash Ross. They'll give you your first month of treatment for free. I know a lot of you have thought about doing this. You just haven't pulled the trigger. Pull the trigger. Keeps.com slash Ross. Ducks takes. Hi, Ross. Good morning. Let's start with some injuries, including a significant one in Jacksonville. First round, running back Travis Etienne, likely to miss the entire season with a Liz Frank sprain. Yeah, and my initial reaction, Bry, was I am so glad he made it through Clemson healthy. Like, obviously, this is bad for Travis. This is bad for the Jags for this year, for all the reasons everybody already knows. But this guy came back to Clemson for his senior year last year. What if this happened last year? He would have cost himself and his family millions of dollars. Thank goodness it didn't. I mean, he played like 58 straight games in college or something crazy. Thank goodness it didn't happen until now. Ducks takes. Other injury news includes Jets linebacker Gerard Davis out until at least week six. Seahawks linebacker Ben Burkirvan out for the year, torn ACL. And host of players out for COVID-related reasons, including Jags edge rusher Josh Allen, the Bills, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, star Latulale, and Vernon Butler, and Patriots quarterback Cam Newton. The Jets have been hit hard, man. I mean, between losing Carl Lawson and Jared Davis, that stinks. Burke Irvin was going to be a guy that actually was going to contribute for the Seahawks this year. That hurts. And then... You know, these COVID things, all these guys are out for at least five days. Josh Allen from the Jags. The Bills had, I guess, four unvaccinated guys that were close contacts of a trainer who tested positive. Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Starla Tutelay, and Vernon Butler. Listen, I'm done talking about the vaccine, okay, from a standpoint of whether or not people should get it. I have no idea why anybody doesn't get it, but... Listen, you guys have your reasons. I just go by what every one of my friends who's a doctor has done for themselves and their kids. That's good enough for me. That's not even the point anymore. We're past that. We're to the point now with Tom Pelissero where we're talking about it's going to impact teams and games. And it's really going to impact Cam Newton. Cam Newton might lose the starting job now because he's unvaccinated. That's a very real thing. He left... You know, you have to get tested every day if you're unvaccinated. He missed a day, and so it's like he was away for five days. It's crazy. Either the Patriots screwed up royally or Cam did. Either way, it's not good because if it was the Patriots, kind of makes you go, hmm. If it's Cam, well, you know, that's that's a big miss. Ducks takes. 
On the transaction front, the Falcons signed quarterback Josh Rosen. Vikings brought back defensive end Everson Griffin. Panthers gave speedy wide receiver Robbie Anderson a two-year extension worth $29.5 million, 20 of it guaranteed. So obviously the Falcons needed uh, a quarterback after A.J. McCarron got hurt. Looks like Josh Rosen might be the backup there. I don't know if he's even good enough to be the backup, to be honest with you. We'll see if they keep him. Vikings bringing back Everson Griffin. Uh, you know, he had such a good stint there. I don't know what happened last year where he said stuff about Zimmer and Cousins, but he's back, and I'm happy for Robbie Anderson. If you guys remember, you listened to the Fantasy Feast podcast, where, by the way, we're giving away the first three spots in the season-long fantasy football draft with me and Joe Dolan over at Fantrax.com. So get in on that, by the way. We're not recording until 4 p.m. Eastern time. Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. We're talking redraft. This is what we're going to use. We're going to use Fantrax.com. It is by far the most customizable. I don't even know how many people we're going to have in the draft. It might be 17. Might be 11. I don't know. It's fully customizable. Fantrax.com slash Ross. That is the key. Fantrax.com slash Ross. Then email it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. And if you do, you got a good shot to get in the season-long draft with Joe Dolan and I in a couple weeks. Cannot wait to take you down. You think you're better than me? Well, we will find out. Fantrax.com. Dot com slash Ross. So easy to switch. Such a better way to go. And I will draft Robbie Anderson like I did last year in most drafts so I can destroy you. We had a trade this morning. The Rams uh, sent two late round conditional picks to the New England Patriots for running back Sony Michelle. Right. It's, it's kind of interesting, Bright. It's a fifth and sixth round picks. But if the Rams end up getting a conditional, uh, if the Rams end up getting a fourth uh, for the compensatory pick, it turns into that. So it's a fifth and sixth in case they don't get that fourth round compensatory pick, which is really interesting. Makes perfect sense. I mean, I know a lot of you watched me do the the uh, Patriots Eagles game. Patriots were loaded with running backs, loaded, and the young guys, Ramondre Stevenson and JJ Taylor. Really impressed me. Ramondre Stevenson's got great feet. J.J. Taylor is a spinning, motorboating son of a gun. Do you know what that means, by the way, Brian? A motorboating son of a gun? No, I don't. You know what movie it's from? No, I don't. Should I? Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you motorboat? Did yeah, you motorboat? Yeah. I have no idea why Thursday night when J.J. Taylor kept spinning – I was going to call him a spinning son of a gun. And then all of a sudden, motorboat and son of a gun came in my head. So I called him a spinning motorboat and son of a gun. Anyway, that's one of the things I guess that Chris Sims liked. So this makes sense. Patriots had five running backs. They don't need all of them. Now they got four. Harris, White, and the two young guys. Rams needed somebody reliable, which I think Michelle is. He's only in the last year of his contract. You know, they need him for this one year. Then they get Akers back. And I don't know how much Michelle has left in his in his in his uh, knees anyway. Takes. Okay, finally, any takeaways from Monday night's nationally televised Saints Jags game? 
Jags have a long way to go, and Marquez Callaway. Well, Jameis Winston should be the quarterback, but Marquez Callaway. This dude came out of nowhere, looked awesome for the Saints. Looking forward to watching him this year. Shout-outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com. Greg Cosell breaking down preseason week two tomorrow. Even money yesterday with Doug Kazarian from ESPN was off the charts. Fantasy Feast, we got tight end tears today with Joe Dolan. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 